Did you know Americans take more photographs every two minutes than were ever taken worldwide in the entire 19th century? Welcome to The Long Roll. Welcome back to The Long Roll Podcast. I'm your host, Griff, your resident Air Force photographer extraordinaire, pizza lover, uh, and social media manager to the Adams Workshop. This week's guest I know you'll truly enjoy when we sit down and chat with them. When I first met them at the workshop, I had no clue of the immense talent that this individual has. And of course, everyone that goes to the Adams Workshop is incredibly talented. But this individual, I was blown away when I saw their work, the passion that they had, and the stories that they had to tell. And I'm pretty sure the rest of the world agrees with this too. Because they've won multiple Picture of the Year International Awards, they've also won Time's Top 10 Photos. He's been awarded at the Magnum Foundation of Photography and expanded his network to where he's worked from anyone at the New York Times, National Geographic, the Washington Post, and so many others. The list goes on and on, but as always, I'll go ahead and stop rambling and let's go ahead and introduce this week's guest, someone who I'm happy to say is a good friend, the oh-so-talented Cesar Rodriguez. And welcome, Cesar. Hi, thanks for having me, uh, Chris, and all the Eddie Adams workshop team. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. And again, I something I shared uh, in my intro that I want to share with you is um, when we first met. Uh, like I, I wasn't aware that I was in the presence of greatness uh, of how incredible that your work is, uh, and. Because you're quiet, you're very uh, inviting, you're very warm personality to be around. And I'm not saying that someone with those personality traits can't be incredible. But again, I was just blown away by uh, the storytelling and vision of your work uh, when it comes to uh, the release of the book that you had that you brought. Um, and so, again, um, yeah, thank you for being here and being able to share. And with that, uh could you share with me and, and the rest of us uh, some of your first memories with photography? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I I think I wasn't like a lot of photographers. Uh, I didn't know what to do with my life. Uh, I've met a lot of great photographers that they, since the beginning, they already knew what to do with photography or like it was their destiny. Uh, myself, I had a hard time figuring out uh, what to do with my life. Uh, but now that you ask, I remember that when I was going to parties uh, in <laughs> high school and also in, uh, in at the university, I had a, a little camera, a digital one, uh, but it wasn't anything like, uh, I don't know, journalistic or artistic or whatever. It was just my friends and I taking photos of uh, them drinking or uh, fooling around and all that. Uh, but yeah, we <laughs> at the time we even had a like a web page. I mean, a, a friend of us set up a web page just with all the archives of the parties that we used to go. That's really uh, cool. Yeah, it, it was. I, I mean, now looking back, it was kind of weird maybe i mean since then i i started to feel the not the necessity but the like yeah yeah of, of having a, a camera and also my mother um i don't know why she always since i was in high school when you know you finish high school and you have to choose a, a subject a career or something here in mexico at least and I didn't know what to do. And my mother always told me that you should try photography. I didn't have any experience in photography besides parting. <laughs> Did you ever yeah. ask her like what or she came up with that idea? Uh, yeah, I've asked her and she told me she tells me that she feels like I'm more or less uh, artistic in kind of some kind of way. Um, I used to I would agree. Yeah, <laughs> I used to take classes well she she put me in class in painting classes when I was a, a kid and some other like sculpture things but it, I wasn't like primary school and she also tells me that I mean she's my mother she's going to 
tell me <laughs> great things right. not about me. Uh, she tells me that I know how to write, how to do some artistic things, and mm -hmm. that she, some kind of, uh, I don't know, she knew since then that I had something to do with photography. I didn't listen to her. Yeah. I, wow. I went, yeah, no, I went into business class. Um, I, I was, yeah, like business. Uh, yeah. uh, I took a business class in, at the university. I didn't finish. I went like to travel to Europe, just backpacking and having a lot of work, a lot of jobs. I mean, and I came back to Mexico. I still didn't know what to do. I opened a chocolate factory uh, because I was afraid of getting into photography. I, I more or less kind of knew by that that I wanted to be a photographer, but I didn't know how to get into the business and all that. So where, so you, I mean, you shared a lot. And so uh, first and foremost, when you went to Europe backpacking, did you go with friends or did you just wake up one day and spontaneously be like, I'm going and I'll see you later, mom, I love you? Like, how do you end up backpacking throughout Europe? And where, do you have any kind of special memories from when you were there? Um, I went there uh, when I was 20 years, uh, 19, 20 years, I think, or yeah, 19, 20. Um, and I was there because uh, my ex-girlfriend was from France. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I moved there because of her. Then mm -hmm. we were, we broke up and, and I I lived in Spain uh, for, well, in Europe in total mm -hmm. for four years. Uh, but I was... I don't know. I was a waiter. I was a lifeguard. I was uh, building music stages. Just yeah, whatever. Yeah. Just living there. No? So I, so for me and the traveling I've done with the military, I've always found it beautiful, but also like under uh, an umbrella of like safety, because when we travel to a different country, we're with a large group of people that we're familiar with. Um, and, we're not just necessarily thrown out into the wild and, and have to figure it out in a whole different world we're not really too familiar with. Um, and so for you to, to head over there and just to live for four years, uh, how was that for you uh, getting, was that difficult or was that easy? Uh, did you just embrace it because you were excited? Uh, I think it was um, easy because I met a group of friends. Uh, we We were... Uh, I met like a group of Argentinian friends and we, we were living in a, an apartment, like um, 10 people in a small apartment. Uh, it, there were people from Argentina, from Mexico, from Slovakia, from all over. No? And, and so we built like a core of friends and yeah, I, I just stayed with them and, and it was, I, so I used to work uh, uh, doing all kinds of work, no? all kinds of jobs. Mm -hmm. And it was the time that there wasn't no crisis in Spain, no economical crisis. So we were just, I was just partying and <laughs> yeah. making money. It up. Yeah. 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 It was, it was just crazy years, uh, three or four years. Um, but yeah, I was illegal there. I, I didn't have any papers. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was getting all this work, uh, whatever work that I could get. And so I decided to come back to Mexico go to trying to find papers to to get there in a legal way but i didn't came back i just yeah. stayed here and so and then you so you came back and you said you started working at a chocolate factory no i i opened one like you opened uh, one <laughs> yeah i need to know more about that yeah it wasn't like a chocolate factory that mm -hmm. i i bought beans and yeah yeah and chocolate i i bought already the chocolate and i I made the, all the flavors and the, you're like a chocolatier. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're the, yeah, yeah you're the, you're the, you're the guy who actually gets us to come back again and again with the amazing. Yeah. Uh, so that I'm blown away. I never would have guessed in a million years that you were a chocolatier. And uh, yeah. that's, do you still mess around with that at all right now anymore? Or you just, that's no. you know, something well, in the past. The, I, at my chocolate uh, shop, I, I also did cakes and cupcakes and all these things related. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't do any more chocolate, but I do a lot of uh, bread, cakes. I, I think I I just love that. Uh, but when I opened back at the beginning, I didn't know anything about chocolates or cakes or <laughs> whatever. Amazing. I just opened it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I took a, a one weekend class and I just opened it. Yeah. Uh, but I, 
I remember that when I opened it, I said that I was going to save some money to be into photography, but it, it lasted five years. Um, and I was just really tired of being at, at my business because, I mean, if you have a business, you have to be since uh, six or five in the morning, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. 11 or 12. 18 hour days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Seven days a week. There's no such thing as a vacation. If you're the right. one that's to keep the lights on. And it was all in one one place. Uh, yeah. In, in mm -hmm. my my local. So uh, one day a friend of mine sent me a like a contest. A, a friend of mine that I met in Spain sent me a contest, a photography contest, and he told me you should enter with some of your photos that you've taken. So I I didn't know anything about the business or photography or in that kind of way. I entered the 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 contest i i won a couple of awards and i was like okay let's maybe there's a future here and i i decided that i was going to close my my shop my chocolate shop in like february 15 because mm -hmm. february 14 is the day of the romantic people and all the love <laughs> yeah, yeah. so 14 february 14 it was a big day a lot mm -hmm. of Income came, a lot of money, and then 15, it was closed. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, just like that. And I was like, okay, so now what should I do? And I started just to dive into photography. Wow. And so you make that leap, which to me is crazy. It just to literally, it's one day if customers come again, they're loving your cupcakes, they're loving your chocolates, and they're not knowing, or did they know that that was going to be the last time, you know, they're going to be able to walk through the doors and, and get some of your incredible creations. And, uh, and so you turn the lights off, you shut the door behind you. And what's the first step that you take? Um, I started to uh, do some research on uh on the web mm -hmm. uh especially on on mexican publications which there aren't a lot i i there's one cuarto oscuro it's called um and i send like a cold email hey this is my name my name is cesar and here are some photos would you like to publish them i didn't know anything about photography yeah, nothing yeah. nothing and they wrote me back saying like oh yeah we, we can can we take like 15 or 10 photos uh, and I was really excited because Cuarto Oscuro is like a, a really old um, and traditional uh, magazine here in Mexico mm -hmm. so I was really excited about that and, and they didn't pay me anything <laughs> but I was, <laughs> yeah, for the free I mean, work yeah free work uh, I was excited um, mm -hmm. and yeah they published that and I started to do some like short personal things here I don't know there was a holiday or one festivity in one town. I went there and I take photos and like that, like just uh, moving around to, to do some personal projects. Yeah. And so I think there's something to it to jump into something and not fully understand how it works. Because if I feel like sometimes if you know your left and right uh, and you know the rules of what you should or shouldn't do, it sometimes it restricts you from seeking opportunities you don't know are there. And so by not knowing anything, by just reaching out to people where some people might be like, well, we need to reach out to this person first before we go to them. Um, you start, you get in your own way where, again, it's like if you don't know and you're ambitious uh, and you're excited, you're just going to start reaching out and doing everything and you're going to see what works. And then, uh, again, I feel like that can take you to some incredible places. And I think it shows that it has for you. And so you're jumping around, you're traveling around, and you're getting uh, a lot of experience. Um, and was any of that paid work? And when did you start transitioning um, to uh, getting more more paid work that you felt um, you know pretty excited about? So I, I, like you mentioned, I didn't know anything about the business, who was who, or nothing. No, so I, I started to build some personal projects uh i look around some workshops on on the web i, I search for workshops i found out uh, about one in in guatemala i went there uh i met some people um i met some of the the teachers there 
And I came back and I continued to work on my thing. I was doing some some personal projects about sugarcane workers here because my my town it's surrounded by sugarcane, uh, so there's a lot of uh, laborers there, laborers, um, and and I I used to go there just just like that, like uh, go there and introduce myself. I'm here taking photos. Can I take your photo and all that? And uh one of the the teachers asked me of the the workshops asked me and a couple of friends from from mexico uh that uh one of another teacher had or needed uh an assistant but the assistant had to know how to drive and have a car which i did uh had to speak english how to know how to speak english and also do video and the other two photographers uh, answer right away, like, hey, I know I have a car. I know how to speak in English, but I don't do anything about video. I don't know anything. So I wrote that I know how to do the <laughs> three things. I didn't know anything about video, but <laughs> I say, okay, yeah, no, I can do some video. Sure That's awesome. And then she told me, yeah, okay, I'm going to put you in contact. Did that freak you out the second they said you got it and all of a sudden you have to figure out how to do the video stuff? Uh, not really. I mean, um, I'm, I, I don't know anything about photography at this point or video. So I'm, I'm like, yeah, I don't know what is to be an assistant and all that. So, so they put me in contact with the photographer and we met in, in Guerrero in, in, in Mexico. And the first day I told him, you know, I don't know anything about video, but I can learn. Like I, I want to learn. If you teach me, uh, I will do it. And then he told me, oh, it's okay. It's not easy. It's not uh, hard. So he taught me like in one day, a couple of hours, and that was it. And, and I started to work for him. And I started to work as an assistant uh, before I got paid as a photographer. No. Mm -hmm. uh, after that, it was uh, like a two-month um, assistant work. After that, I returned to my house. I started to do some more projects and just I started to build to send sorry to send some uh cold email because I didn't know anything to yeah. anyone uh New York Times none of them replied no but yeah, I yeah. Just started to do and there was a, a hurricane here in in Puerto Vallarta nearby where I, I lived and my the, the photographer that I assisted he contacted me and he told me hey I think somebody wants some photos from the hurricane. Can, maybe you can go. And he put me in contact with uh, MSNBC, uh, the the editor there, and Amy Pereira is is her name. And she was the one who gave me uh, my first work for three days. And I think after that, if I don't remember, AP also hired me for one day. So it was that was my first work. And after that, um, I just started to send emails and emails and emails here. So and... is that, so I guess, so first, first question uh, is what do you, what is in you to where you feel like you um, have this desire to take continual risk? Uh, so it's like the risk of like shutting up shop. Uh, I'm no more, no longer selling pastries and chocolates. I'm now a photographer. I don't know anything about the industry, but I'm just going to do it. And then the same thing for this is like the, there was someone looking for an assistant, um, but you have to know videography and you're like, or other people are like, mm, not for me. You're like, I'm just going to do it and we'll figure it out as we go. Like, why, why do you feel, or why do you think you respond that way? What makes you tick that way? Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> now that you mentioned a lot of my, my process is like that, like, um, I'm going to go there and figure out how to do it. Um, I'm going to pitch this story and figure out how to do it. Um, I think I I prefer to try it uh, first mm -hmm. because it's not my case, but I heard some, some people or, or some other uh, yeah, people that they, they are very um, organized and planned. Mm -hmm. since the beginning i mean once i get it i plan it and i yeah. try to do it no uh 
We like to operate initially with chaos. <laughs> yeah. you're saying. You need chaos. Yeah, so. And then after the chaos, then you'll bring it in and then, then you'll create something structured. Yeah. And, and I think it, it has changed a little bit or a lot because at the beginning I was like that. Now I have, I've learned that I, that you have to plan some things. No, you cannot go everywhere like that. Sometimes you will get it, but many times you won't get it. So it's better to plan it now to maybe ha have some calls or some contacts mm -hmm. here and there. And then maybe you don't have everything planned, but you have some kind of entry and now you can yeah. go. Access. I know that's something I know Jason was sharing uh, when I sat down with him. The biggest thing is like, if you have access to something that can really help determine your success uh, and something that you're pursuing. And, um, and so for like the workshop, thing to me is interesting and i'm curious how is the the photo community like where you're at and so is is it fairly strong or is everyone sort of independently working and you stay connected that way well i live in a really small city um there i have one a couple of friends who are journalists here but it, it's like very local um um so here i don't have a lot of uh Years. Um, I have more in Mexico City or no, in Mexico City, here in Mexico, uh, which I keep in contact a lot. Um, I try to be in contact with a lot of photographers or friends um, because, uh, like you said, like you mentioned, uh, access. So I might not have access, but a friend of mine, uh, he has access and, and at least for my well, from my point of view, the people that I talk to and that I keep in contact, they are not um, like how do you say uh, they want to share things. Yeah, yeah. So they don't so hoard if, it. Yeah, yeah. So if I need something, uh, I can ask. If they need something, they can ask. Uh, there have been some photographers from I don't know international or national media that come mm -hmm. here to my small town, and. I mean, I share whatever I can. I try to help them. It's not like, oh, this is my town. Why yeah, yeah. you didn't uh, uh, hire me, no? And I think it's like that here or with the people that I talk to. Um, yeah, like we share contacts, uh, work. Yeah. If I don't, if, I, if I'm not able to do one kind of work, I can mm -hmm. tell the editor, you know, he might be or she might be uh more suitable than i am and we've exchanged some work like that um that's really cool like that. and so going back to you you started working with msnbc and the ap with the hurricanes and so do you feel like once you had those credentials and you were reaching out you started uh, generating more success um with other agencies uh no <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> so, no I had those those two uh, jobs, uh, but they were like a week. I mean, it, it mm. was just five days. The hurricane never came, actually. It was supposed to be one of the biggest one in history, and it didn't arrive. Um, well, I mean, that's good for, you know, people. It's yeah. just good for your job. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was, it was, uh, there was still some photos to take, you know, on some, mm -hmm. yeah. some uh, people. But, but then uh, after that year, I applied to the area and workshop. I found out on the web and all that. Uh, I applied and I was really excited and all that. And I got the rejection letter. <laughs> As we all do. I don't think yeah, people I know. realize uh, we all get rejected by the Eddie Adams workshop. And I think it's, it's trying and trying again and persevering through uh, the sadness of the initial rejection that one day, as long as we trust Cesar, we trust, uh, you know, Alexis and everyone, we'll make it, uh, yeah. just stick with it. But so you got rejected. Yeah, I got rejected. The next year, I I didn't have any any work. I, I got a grant from the government here. So that was more or less uh, the thing that kept me fed and uh, some savings from my, my chocolate factory. The next year, I also I assisted this uh, photographer again for four months this time, and during that, he was uh, he was go going to be one of the the leaders at the area and workshop. Oh wow! Um, so he told me, 
oh, you should apply. And I was like, oh, he's telling me, so he might get in touch yeah, with, right? <laughs> with them. Now going to be in. So I applied, no? And I got rejected again. <laughs> and yeah, I, I was really sure that I was going to be right. in because he also helped me a little bit with my addition and mm -hmm. all that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yes, now I'm going in and I got rejected. So I, to be short, I, I applied four times and I got in, I think, at the fifth. Um, the first couple of project uh, years that I got rejected, I was really disappointed, mm -hmm. really sad. Like, well, what am I doing? Um, okay. But then, like, like the stubbornness of me just mm -hmm. uh, uh, rise, rise up and... The third year, it was more of because of stubbornness. I got rejected and I was no, I have to get in. <laughs> so I finally got in. Yeah. That's incredible. And so uh what advice? I know we sort of covered it in a way already, but what advice do you have um for those future applicants and the current applicants um that you know have already been rejected at least once? Uh well, I will suggest that try it uh, keep trying it um don't take it personal because it's not personal um reviewers they i mean it depends on the reviewer if they like or not the work uh, mm -hmm. it's not about you they don't know who you are so it's it's more about the, the photos and maybe it's just that that year uh, you were not meant to be in no? um, yeah yeah the, so so with that and you've been to the workshop would you say that it's more than worth it to continue trying to get in? Yes, for me, it was life-changing because uh, as I told you, um, I didn't have any jobs, just the grant. And so I went the first, well, the first uh, year that I went uh, as a student, I met a lot of people, a lot of uh, photographers, a lot of students, uh, professors, faculty and all that. And there were some people that I didn't talk to a lot no? because i mean there's you're intimidated yeah yeah and, and, and there's a lot of people you don't have a chance to talk to yeah them. Mm -mm. and so when i came back after the workshop uh marie monteleone reached out to me she was uh at the the workshop uh, during that time and she told me she uh that she worked she was the editor for bloomberg and that if i wanted to work for them and i was like oh sure sure, sure i'm free yeah <laughs> So since then, I started to work with with Marie in at Bloomberg. Um, I wasn't a staff, but I mean a freelancer, but continuously mm -hmm. work. So I honestly think that she and the Adam started my my career, you know, because after that I got more assignments from other people, and then the next year when I was a volunteer, I met more photographers, more editors. I met uh, Megan Peterson from the New York Times. Mm -hmm. When I came back home, she reached out to me and she told me, hey, can we work together? And she was at the time with the New York Times. Uh, so I started to work for them. And every time that I've been there, uh, something has come up. No, Not yeah, probably yeah. right away, but like, hey, um, I finally can, uh, we can work together after four years, but there's something that I wanted to talk to. So yeah, yeah for me, Eddie Adams is... It's a lot and it's it's been really good for me. No, that's awesome. That's incredible. And so um work started picking up um and you have this transition. And uh finally I I feel and from what I take away is everything's sort of coming to fruition, that it's you know, it's not gonna happen overnight. You know, it's a long journey. And I, I again I think it's a trait that you have. Um, that you have to be stubborn and stubborn enough not to give up on yourself, on your dream, on your passion, on your vision. And uh, those are all incredible traits that I think it takes for anyone, not necessarily just in photography, but for anyone's passion or dream in life is you're going to get kicked. You're going to get rejected. You're not going to be told. You're pro probably going to hear no a lot more than yes. But the goal is to be consistent uh, and to be stubborn and to uh, just keep pushing forward because you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And there could be an opportunity uh, around the corner that could change your life. Um, and to the point to where for like for you, and that's what I want to bring up now is your book uh, and your incredible uh, project uh, that you've been working on. Can you share about that? 
Yeah, um, well, my, my book, it's about uh, the mountains in Guerrero. Mm -hmm. um, it's, uh, it's called Montaña Roja. I, I've been working in that area. Well, I've been going there for, I don't know, I think more than 10 years. Um, I don't remember the first time that I went there, but it was way back, way before that I was a photographer. I, I went there and uh, the, the place is not my state. It's, it's another state where I lived. Um, but it's a really nice place for me and I felt really comfortable. The people were really nice. So I just started to to go there. Um, actually, it was one the first time that I was there as a photographer that I went there. It was because of uh, Marie Monteleone uh, from Bloomberg. I pitched her a story about uh, poppy farming there, and she told me, "Yeah, you, you can go there." So uh, I I was one day working for them, and I stay I think seven days more just to be there around and, and to take photos. But I didn't have anything in mind. Um, like I didn't know that I was going to make a book or a, mm -hmm. or a series or something. I just love the, the city, you know? The, I mean, the town, the, the place, the, the ambience. My dog is here. <laughs> um, so I started to, to go back um, every time I, I could. Um, I got some grants to do that, um, but a lot of their the, the trips uh, were paid for with my money, um, and a lot of the uh, like I did the project. I selected some photos, and I pitched the story to a lot of media, and nobody, I think, just like uh, international media, international magazine, they publish a small story. But here's my dog. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah. You I would go it. grab Zeke, but no, he's napping right now. It's his, his late afternoon nap time. So uh, I pitched the story and nobody was interested, uh, which happens a lot of with, with my personal projects. Mm -hmm. um, I just do it because I like them. So anyways, with the, with my project, I started to, to go again, again, again. And I, I met a friend, uh, Musuk Nolte. He's, he's the editor of the book and he has a publishing house. And we were joking like, hey, we should do a book. And we started joking about that for a year or two years. Mm -hmm. And so like my other uh, businesses, I once told him, okay, uh, can you like seriously edit this for a book? Um, I can pay you for that. Um, I don't know how am I going to do it, but I just want to have, I don't, I'm not that good at editing. So yeah. I think you're better than me. Uh, can you do it? Uh, and he told me, okay, let's do a book. Um, you can pay me with books, uh, with a percentage of the books. And okay. So we started to to do the edit. Um, and that was it. The book was paid mostly of my money of some mm -hmm. other assignments i i used it here uh there so was... was some of your because the book is beautiful um and so you you have a lot of your personal touch in the book uh, and uniqueness that i don't think you see <clears throat> in traditional books uh in traditional photo books and i know um because i think did you do something with a, a local poet uh with the book yeah, yeah, um, he, uh, Matthew, Matthew Hubert, he, he's from the area where the photos are taken. So he knows a lot of the topics there. Mm -hmm. He has written some poems about the puppy and the violence in, in that area. So I, I already knew him. So when I was, uh, when we were talking about the book, uh, Musuk and I, uh, I suggest him uh, that maybe to incorporate some poems would be nice. And we start to discuss it. And I, I asked uh, Matthew uh, about this. And he, he said, yeah, sure. Um, which ones do you, uh, do you want? He sent me a list. He already had the poems written. They were mm -hmm. not written for the book. Um, but uh, yeah, Hubert, Hubert Matthew, he was um, really eager to, to participate. Um, 
and we chose the one that are more or less related with the book with the photos uh, yeah we we'll talk about poppy kids uh, growing there the violence and yeah the book is not as you mentioned not uh, like a coffee table book mm-hmm. um to be honest at the beginning i wanted that like more yeah. of a coffee shop coffee book i don't know how to say just like a yeah. regular book mm-hmm. uh because i wanted my my photos there to be seen in one page and all yeah, that. yeah uh but then uh we started talking about the design uh musuk showed me some uh how do you say uh some proofs or some yeah yeah uh, lists uh and we chose that one and we we started to talk how to incorporate the poems on the back so it's it's like an interactive book where you can choose the edit also uh because it's like a three-layer book yeah no it's it's beautiful and i know i'm gonna drop a link uh below for everyone to be able to click and see the book because i don't i think we could describe it all day long but i think it wouldn't do it justice Uh, i think the thought like you were saying that you put into it for it's more than just a coffee table book um there's just there's a uniqueness um to how you're telling the story uh and and the story that's that's in this book of this community uh, and the impression it's had on you. And so as you're reading those poems, um, are there certain ones as you're reading them for the first time that they sort of just really jump out and attach to you through like the moments that you captured uh, with your camera? Yeah, there was one or there is one that uh, it's about the, I don't, I don't remember the name of the poem, but it, it talks about uh, the wife of the, the poppy cutter or something like that uh, i read it before i read it uh, when i was on a trip but i was in a in a city nearby so i read it and i i went there i was on assignment for the guardian i think to to be in the, at the poppy fields and i was there with one local local uh journalist local photographer um lenin is his name lenin Mosso. he helped me a lot with the with, with the making of the photos also and so I was there and you were taking photos and we went there we went uh to a small house and started to talk to one woman there with her two daughters and I was taking photos and all that and at the end I I told Lenin I think she's the the lady from the poem no and she, and he told me Actually, she is. Uh, she's <laughs> yeah, and I was like, wow, that was really special for me. And I mean, hearing her story um, mm. and reading the like the poem, it was really uh, surprising to me because they they match, no? And met met her. I met her there, so it was really special that moment. Like. I realized that she was her and the poem yeah. it was something special. That's unique. I mean, it, it comes full circle when you're that connected with something uh, that you're passionate about. And I think when you put that much thought into um, telling people stories, I think uh, that's that's really cool for that to happen and, and to make that connection to where you never would have thought you would have actually come across a character, you know, that's supporting um, the, the story that you're telling. Yeah, and then I mean it wasn't planned. We just visit the town, and yeah, she. It, the poem talks about she's waiting for her husband, uh, but her husband never came back, and it's just like that. And, and yeah. yeah, and yeah. I yeah. later talked to uh, Hubert, uh, the the poet, and yeah, he told me that yeah, she's she's her, uh, she's the one of the book. That's amazing, and so you have these stories and. Are these the the same? Is this the same body of work that you also uh, submitted and, and were awarded the Pictures of the Year International uh, stuff as well, or is that a different body of work? Um, there, there is is some the same. Yeah, some some. Uh, I think it's a different edit because okay. less photos. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's some some photos of uh, around the point. And so for for those, because uh, I mean that's an incredible achievement 
um, to have. And, and congratulations on that again. And I think for a lot of people listening, especially a lot of young aspiring photographers um, that are getting started, um, can you sort of go through the thought process of how you selected uh, the images? And because that's always a thing, like even the Eddie Adams workshop, we just closed out uh, the application process. And the question you're always getting is, you know, what photos do I put in? Do I put in single photos or projects, long-term photos? Or, and again, it's, there's never really a right or wrong answer. Um, it's just, you can get some guidance, but I think coming from you and in your experience, um, what was your thought process when putting together your uh, images? Uh, my images for the award for the the portfolio or for uh, for the for uh, just um, the first because I know you have two POI two, you got two POIs um, I would say the one that because um, there's a finalist in one um, and then I'm trying to think I mean I guess you could go with either or so if you okay. yeah if you could break down um, like for either of your POII uh, submissions, the thought process of how you chose the images that you were going to, at the end of the day, you're going to be happy with. So I, I will try to be short, but it's not <laughs> okay. short. Uh, when I started, and this is like when I started into, into photography, I look at a lot of contests. Uh, I just thought that that was the way. Um, so I submitted a lot to contest and I won some and etc. And but then I realized that contests are not. Uh, I mean, they're important for your ego maybe or for, mm -hmm. I mean, but they they're not that important. No, and I I started not to send photograph uh, to contest uh, for some time, and I wasn't going to send uh, to the boy uh, POY um this time i think this is my second time trying um but musuk the the one who edited the book he told me you should send the book no to the contest so i because poy it's paid it's a paid uh, mm -hmm. contest so uh, a couple of years back i i decided that i wasn't going to pay for for contest uh but i i told okay Locally, let's submit the book. And the book didn't want anything, <laughs> but uh, I had the when you submit, uh, when you pay, you have more submissions. I think ten submissions left, and I I told Musuk, okay, I sent the book already, and he told me you should also send the like photos, try to try to send photos, and it's like uh, a lot of probably a lot of us tell uh, think that we don't have anything good, so I told him. You know what? I don't have anything good this year. So, uh, <laughs> and he he selected the single one that got mm -hmm. uh, I think first place. Uh, he told me why you uh, you don't send this one. It's like okay, just uh, I'm going to submit that one. And when I was submitting that one, I say okay, I'm going to submit the the photos from the book as as a photo essay. No, mm -hmm. I I submitted that one. Um, but the the I'm not really that good in editing, um, but I am more or less like this, like do it. <laughs> right. so, yeah. Like, I don't know. That's, I think that the way that I am, like do it, just do it. No, just do it. Yeah. No, that's uh, incredible. It's, and so he ultimately, and I, well, I really connect with that story where like he uh, helped choose a photo for you. The one that, that one first is um, when I first started getting into photography in my military career, uh, Benny Davis, um, it's when I first really met him uh, and I got, I moved to Texas uh, for the, the first time and he was an incredible mentor straight away. Uh, and he's been the very kind human being that he is now his entire life. And so he took me in uh, really raw kind of shooter not really knowing what's good or bad what's up or down and so uh i'm at his house he actually invites me over like on a friday or saturday and we're editing for they they call it in the dod milfog military photographer of the year it's like our pulitzer for the military for the u.s military and so um he's going through my photos and um 
putting and explaining to me like, Hey, this is why this one's good. This is why this one's bad. You should submit this. And I'm just going with it. Cause again, I don't know, you know? And so, um, I end up going to the bathroom and I come back and he ends up, uh, he's like, what's this? And he actually went into my trash can and opened up and, and there was a photo in there that I took, uh, of, it was like a panning shot. Uh, and I was like a day I was out shooting some, uh, military policemen working with military working dogs and they were doing bite training and sprinting and biting and tackling them. And I was getting bored with shooting it. So I just put it on the slowest shutter imaginable. Um, and I was just, uh, panning and like, probably 200 shots. Um, and I end up seeing this one and I, it looked interesting to me, but I was like, this isn't anything. So I'm just going to delete it before I get embarrassed and someone sees this. He ends up taking it out. Uh, we submit it and it wins, it wins photo of the year. Like it beats out like 8,000 photos or something like that. And uh, it wins photo of the year. So it, it's an, an incredible that we have people in our lives that are like, I like this one. You should probably do something with it. And yeah, again, it, did it really do anything for me uh, personally? No, not other than my ego. Um, yeah. But again, it's I, it's a connection I feel like with your story that Benny um, helped create that opportunity to, to get my work seen on a larger stage. Yeah, and it's it's more or less like that with the portfolio reviews, with the portfolio that you present. You might think that it's not good, but other people uh, might love it, no? Um, mm -hmm. And and I think having friends or having colleagues or even uh, your partners or family can help you a little bit with decisions or with the edit uh, because you probably are married to one to one photo because of how you took it, the the struggles that you did to take that photo, but the photo is not good. I mean, mm -hmm. you're you're married with the with the story behind the photo, not with uh, and, yeah. And the photo is not that good, probably no. Or or just the other way, like uh, you were probably messing around with the shutter, and you say, oh, this is nothing, and then you just won the first place, no? <laughs> you know, it's it's crazy, and so. Um... What and so with that, has that changed your mind with entering into paid contests? Um, and in the sense, again, I know it's not for your ego, and that's definitely not what continues to to push you forward and what you're passionate about. But did that recognition uh, and it, getting your work seen and these people's stories seen on such a grand stage, um, did it change your mind in any of that? Um, no, no, <laughs> no not really. No, not really. Uh the thing is that with contest, uh, it's really strange uh, for me because the mo or a lot of photos that we submit is about um, I don't know very hard uh, scenes, no, very hard mm -hmm. things that happen. Um, and then there's the, I don't know, it's it's weird. There's people like congratulating you in a yeah, good yeah. way, no, they they meant well, but I'm I'm thinking like why. I don't know why you congratulate me of this photo that uh, is, is a family struggling. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a very strange predicament. Yeah, um, and I, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, the people mean, mean well, like, hey, this is a great <laughs> photo and all that. But um, I don't know, it's just, it was, it is strange that the contest, um, I've, I don't know. Yeah, um, but yeah, probably if I didn't have the book, uh, I wouldn't pay for the for the entrance um yeah because 50 or i mean 50 uh dollars in mexico it's it's, it's a lot yeah yeah, so. I could, yeah and so what is so what now you've gone through all this and it, we talked about your mom and like oh you should be a photographer what does she think now of what you've accomplished and uh and the work that you do um i think she likes it um my my when I started business, I didn't finish business school. Uh, as I told you, I went from one place to another. And when I started photography, they were really concerned. Um, my mother wanted me to be a photographer, but she was concerned because um, we don't have any one family to do this. So they were concerned about how am I going to be uh, gaining my life uh, mm -hmm. and earning money. 
And my my father at the beginning was a little bit more uh, uh, like he wanted me to be something else, uh, not mm -hmm. a photographer. Uh, but I think now they're they're happy, they're okay, they're sharing my my publications, my awards, and all that. Like, hey, I saw that you won something or that you published something. Uh, why didn't you tell us? And they're like, oh, oh, I forgot. And like <laughs> do they know. put any of your photos on the fridge? <laughs> no, actually, no. They don't. No? Have, oh, wow. They don't have one single photo in in the house uh, with them. Yeah, mm. they. My mother has has asked me, but uh, like, you should bring me a print that I. I've just never done you're it. stubborn yeah you're so that's the key <laughs> you're stubborn. so what about have you ever uh as like your in your ability and your vision's grown have you uh thought about just you know have you taken photos of your family uh i started to take photos during the pandemic as a lot of photographers uh did mm -hmm. um because we couldn't be outside yeah. so i i decided to to just do it because i was very depressed uh of not working or not doing that so i decided to center it in my family my wife and my parents my my um grandmother uh but then when the pandemic was over i was over with that <laughs> <You're> over. <laughs> well i like i'd love to see them sometime i would like to see what you came up with uh while we're all uh getting cabin fever stuck inside around the world and, uh, and so you've been with us for a long time now, and I don't want to hold you captive too much longer, but I do have one final question for you is, do you have a favorite photo? And I like to share with people, uh, it could be one that you took, or it could be one that someone else took, and it could even be a photo series as well, if there's not just one particular kind of image that you are really drawn to. Um. I'm going to change you this answer because I don't have a favorite photo. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Favorite photographers uh, right now that I liked a lot their work. Mm -hmm. uh, I like uh, Alejandra Rajal from Mexico, uh, Chris Lee, Christopher Lee, Fabiola Ferrero, Sharan. Uh, I don't know. I, I, love, I love a lot of photographers um, who I've met in at the workshop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Most all of them. Uh, also, Geoffrey uh Jorge Panchuaga I don't know a lot of photographers great photographers that I follow mm -hmm. them um and I keep discovering uh new work uh and new photographers no and every time that I go to the Adams I I met great people right. great, yeah. great photographers uh and we keep in contact we make friends and they just blow me away like oh this <laughs> right. photo, yeah. like all your yeah. work is, is fantastic no Mm -hmm. um but yeah not not a single photo is my favorite i think uh is changing from day to day yeah no and that's really cool and again that's why i sort of love this question is uh it's not so obvious but yeah with that that's all that i have with you do you have any parting words uh before we go no nothing uh just hope to see you uh everybody at the workshop someday yeah definitely and then um i hope to see you soon i know you can't make it out this year, which I know we're all bummed about. Um, but next year, um, definitely be there or be square. I'm going to come find you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But again, thank you, Cesar, and I hope you have an incredible rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Long Roll Podcast. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, it would mean the world to us. If you haven't already, go ahead and click subscribe, share with a friend and family, and let them know that they can find this on any platform that they prefer. Again, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you back here next episode. Mm -hmm.